0: Welcome to the
1: Deeper's Creeper's Podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm
0: Casey. And I'm Jess. And today I am so excited to talk about this movie. Um, Today we're going to be talking about Barbarian, and I am never staying in a fucking Airbnb again. That's (laughs) it. I'm never doing it.
1: No thank you. Listeners, um, this week is a very weird, good,
0: exciting,
1: exciting, um, non-stop thriller horror and just all around awesome fucking experience, especially in the theater. Oh my God. so glad we got to see it in theaters because <sighs> too. Woo, it is so great. Oh. Um, there's been obviously, you know, we've talked about so many good horror movies that have come out this year. And, but none of them have, like, blown my mind quite like this one. Like. I agree. I never knew where it was going, ever. At any point, I had no idea what moment was going to happen next.
0: So, like I said in previous episodes, um, Casey and I will go to the movies, and generally she'll go before me mm-hmm. and then see it a second time with me. Um So that I can So take she can notes take notes.
1: That way each of us have a viewing where we're. No, our eyes can be on the screen the whole time, and we don't have to worry about it. and
0: Right, but, and yeah. it was <clears throat> it it was probably hilarious for her having already seen it, listening to all my theories. Because I was I was leaning over, and I was like this, this, and this, and she's like no, and I was like this, this, and this, and she's like no, and I was like generally I can at least get in the right area. I wasn't even in the same fucking ballpark. That was what was so it was funny crazy. to me.
1: Crazy, and it was
0: because she did that for, and I never mind
1: that. Um. Because I do the same thing when I watch a movie the first time, typically. I try to let myself, like, okay, don't think too hard about it. Let the movie take you on a ride. But this movie makes
0: you want to think about yeah. what the fuck is going on. But there
1: was, like, a certain point in the movie where she just stopped predicting anything and was like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen next, but, um... Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. She did that for about the first third, and then at some point she was like, you know what? I don't I don't even know.
0: I have no clue. <laughs> yes. And then I just shut the fuck up and was, like, taking it all in. Yeah. It is a crazy, crazy wild ride.
1: Um, Definitely uh, suggest going to see it while it's in theaters. I think it's a really cool experience. We'll talk about the experience we had. Oh,
0: God, yeah. But we'll give
1: a little spoiler-free here up top, um, just for anybody who hasn't seen it. Obviously, we both enjoyed it. I mean, I think that's clear. Um, It's... I... I've I've mentioned my boyfriend a few times on the podcast. Um, he's not the biggest horror fan. He's also just not the biggest movie fan. Um, it's hard to get him to sit down for that long. But he went to the movies to see this twice with me, and he was like, "Honestly, I thought I would be bored seeing it the second time, but it was still so good." And yeah, we said so he many, found no,
0: so many new things. Yeah, this new, time around. you catch
1: new things in the first, uh, your second time around. I think it's definitely worth a second watch. Oh, it's just. It's very rewarding movie to watch, because you're just, at the end, you're like, what did, what just happened to me? <laughs> uh, there's like I a, never
0: knew when the credits were going to roll, I was like, yeah. it could be any fucking time.
1: I had no idea Justin Long was in the movie until I got to the movies the first time I saw it. I was like, oh shit, Justin Long, because he's not really, like, in the
0: trailers. Well, I didn't watch a single trailer. Oh, God. I, I somehow saw... managed to... I mean, with as much as I'm on the internet, it's a goddamn miracle. I go to the movies so
1: much. And, like, I I feel very blessed that I've been able to go to the movies a lot this year because I'm not immunocompromised and I'm able to go out and do those right. things now that, you know, vaccines are available and things like that and I've gotten all my boosters. So it's just, I feel so, like, happy that I get to go to the movies so often. But... I see the same trailers over and over and over again, and I saw that Barbarian trailer probably five, six times in theaters before a movie that I saw, and I kept thinking, God, this movie looks so good. I hope it's not revealing too much. And that is not the case with this movie. You have no fucking clue what's going to happen. I don't care how many times you watch that trailer.
0: You know, that's, that's hilarious, because like not having seen a trailer or anything, I, tr- I think I heard one thing about it in mm-hmm. that it took place in an Airbnb. Yeah, but that didn't that didn't ruin anything for me. For me that made it like I just was like, "Oh, home invasion. Yeah. The strangers." Once we get past the spoiler-free <coughs> section, I'll tell you kind of more about the trailer
1: and why. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I really don't even want to give too much away because you know, either go in with as little knowledge as possible. This is one of those movies that you just like sit and let it take you on a ride. Like we both said, it's easy to be like ooh, I think I know what's happening and I think this is what's going on and just let it take you because you are never going to guess. You are (sighs) never going to guess. So just let it happen to you.
0: I do want to say one thing, though. This movie is definitely one of those movies that is very triggering when it comes to um, sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, Watching it for me was very hard. That part was... So I just wanted to throw a little warning out there to anybody that this movie does have heavily, like, implicated assault on minors, like, sexual assault on, you know. Yeah, and there is nothing,
1: I will say there's nothing depicted in the movies, or in the movie at all. There is no, you don't see anything, but it is heavily implied, it is in the dialogue, it is a... It's a part of the movie, yeah. So just definitely bear that in mind. That's absolutely. I I just wanted to throw Um, that
0: out there because I know it's for me. Like I said, it was pretty intense to watch. So I know. I know other people probably have that same feeling, so just go into it knowing that if you're in exactly. if you're in a good place to deal with that, then that's when I would recommend watching this. Absolutely. So, spoiler-free section
1: is over. Please go watch it. it over is bitches. Usually, movies that like they'll be in theaters for a few weeks, and then as soon as they're out of theater, you can like rent them on Amazon. And y'all should do that if you're not able to go to the theater, because I know some people still aren't. And usually it's a lot to rent, but it's, like, 20 bucks, which is the cost of two movie tickets. Get some friends. You know, have a Get spooky movie. Yeah, ha- have a spooky movie night. Rent it on Amazon, and it is so worth it, I swear. Go watch it. Truly. Really? <laughs> um. So, yeah, spoiler free is over. Over, over. Um. Okay, so, Barbarian. Yes. Oh, uh, Written and directed by Zach Kregger or Kregger. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, I was just telling <laughs> Jess before the podcast started, he was in, he was the main guy in the movie Miss March, which I think came out in like, I don't know, like 2010. And it's like this silly, stupid, stupid comedy that I remember watching about like a some girl who is a playboy bunny and her boyfriend goes into a coma. It's honestly, I remember it being stupid, but I guess this guy then went on to write and direct this movie, (laughs) which feels like, it almost feels like it was written by Kevin Smith.
0: It does. Does this feel like... Yeah, I was just talking about Tusk today, and I was like... Justin Wong's character in that and Justin Wong's character in this remind yes. me so much of each other. Yes. That I totally
1: could see that. At least his character in Tusk was a little, a little bit redeemable and a sympathetic character. Like, I still felt a little bad for him. He was getting cucked by his best friend in that movie.
0: <sighs> but yeah, but he was also out cheating on his girlfriend. True that, true that. They were cheating on each other. They That's were both right. horrible. You're
1: right. He didn't I feel deserve bad that. For no one. No
0: one deserves that ending, from Tusk. No it's,
1: one. Maybe I'm, his I'm character like, in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. his character in this movie. <laughs> um, just saying, we love <laughs> Justin Long. We've said that before, but he could play some sleaze bags, and I love it.
0: Oh, I love really when can. he can
1: make me hate a character, even though I love him so much.
0: And you know, it's like a sleaze bag. That I've never seen before. Like, every character he plays is a bit different than something that I've seen. And it's just, like, so fresh every time. Even though it's, like, playing the same stereotype of character, it's just so different. And I just think he's really versatile. He's,
1: yes, agreed. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely gonna go through the plot, because it's fucking crazy. Oh my god. Um... (laughs) I will say I love the way this movie was shot. Uh, We both said that during the film. There's just some really awesome shots that, like, it doesn't feel like a new director, but he really hasn't directed a lot. But he feels like a seasoned, like a veteran at this, basically.
0: It's, It's just got so many shots that make you feel like you're playing, like... A first-person shooter like video game. Yes, yes. Like you're like you're, the camera is right behind the person, and you're like you're moving with their head, like you're looking where they're looking. So it's very jarring. It's very quick. It's very not calculated. Yeah, and a lot it's of quick like, edits. It's fucking
1: cool. It is really cool. I like it a lot. Um, it starts, so even when the company logos are still, like, coming up, like, produced by and in association with and blah, 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 you hear the rain start, and it just immediately sets this mood, and one thing, okay, so now I can talk about the trailer a little more. The trailer, like, shows her kind of showing up, them realizing they both booked the Airbnb, and then he's like, oh, well, why don't you stay, and she's like, oh, I guess, because there's nowhere else I can go. And then she wakes up in the middle of the night, starts looking for him, like it kind of like that's kind of what it feels like. And then she like finds something like a crazy door or something, and like that's like most of the trailer.
0: Oh, okay. So like when
1: you watch it, you're like, oh, maybe this is revealing a little much, and like it's like no, that's like the first twenty minutes of the movie, and you don't oh my see gosh. anything in the trailer after that. So you truly I have no that. clue what's going on. I Justin love it. Wong isn't in the trailer. Not the trailer I saw. I you only I see Tess and Keith, which Keith is Bill Skarsgård, of course. Yeah, and Tess is Georgina Campbell. I guess she was in Black Mirror. Um, I did not see Black Mirror any any of the Black Mirror episodes, but um, she's great. She's yeah. great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just I like leaned to Casey at one point in the middle of the movie, and I was like. Where is Justin Long? <laughs> yeah. That's and it like, was
1: about two minutes from Justin Long
0: showing up. Yeah, but it was, like, way far into the yeah. movie.
1: This movie is structured very weirdly, and I like it, but it's very purposeful. He did this, like, Zach Greger did this on purpose. Like, he had a very specific idea for what he wanted this movie to be. Um, so, yeah, we kind of explained the beginning a little bit. So she, so our main character is Tess. Mm-hmm. She pulls up in her car, um, it's pouring down rain, she's rented this Airbnb, you can, like, see her pull up the email on her phone, she says the code to herself out loud, gets on the porch, puts it in, has to recheck her phone, realizes she got it wrong, and I feel like that's such a realistic scene of, like, her going through this, and, like, because I would forget I would have done the and same say, thing. Yeah, I do that pull, all the time. Because you're like, okay, I'm gonna do it really fast because it's raining, and then you gotta pull your phone out in the rain, and you're like, god damn it, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So she gets... The code right, but the key's not in there, obviously. Um, And, like, there is this one thing at the beginning. Maybe you can figure out how, if it gets resolved or not. Someone keeps calling her phone and she keeps hitting ignore. And when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, well, maybe she's renting an Airbnb. Because, like, she went through something with whoever's calling her and she wants to get away. But she's there for an interview. And it's never brought up. Hmm... Because she, like, keeps ignoring someone's call when she first gets there, and that's never brought up again.
0: That's a good point. Could be a
1: deleted scene. Something that got cut from the, like, maybe something maybe. that happens. That's
0: something we should look into, for yeah. sure, because I don't know.
1: All these good movies that are coming out, I'm like, I know there's going to be some bomb-ass director's cuts. Please Ugh. come out with them. Please. I always love a good director's cut where they just add all their favorite shit in that the studio was like, no. Let no. us have it. Yes. So, eventually, um, she sees someone inside, and... Bill Skarsgård opens the door and he's like, what the hell do you want? Like, I'm renting this place. And she's like, no, I'm renting this place. And so him being... uh, And first of all, he's just so pretty. I love Bill Skarsgård. I think he's beautiful.
0: He is beautiful, but in this movie, he has a really untrustworthy vibe about him.
1: And part of me wonders if that is... Obviously, he plays Pennywise in the new... I know, yeah, in the new but
0: he was... If I went to that Airbnb and it wasn't Bill Skarsgård, but it was a guy acting just like him, yeah, like, I would have felt the same way. He
1: does, like, his character has this, like, he's like overly trying to seem innocent like it's really he's hammering in like i am not a bad guy
0: to get my phone and going to show you my confirmation I i have not
1: opened this bottle of wine watch me open and like i get it to an extent but there is this very like awkwardness about him almost now that i'm thinking about it kind of reminds me of um anthony perkins in psycho Norman Bates is that very like shy, like trying to seem very shy, innocent. Yeah. Um and it just kind of seems like one of those sort of things. Maybe that's where he got his inspiration. I don't know. It was it was kind of creepy to me. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of creepy. Um so he says, "Oh, I booked on HomeAway." She says, "I booked on Airbnb." And they're both like, "Fuck." Cuz everybody's been in that fucking situation.
0: Um, well, I mean, he did offer to let her stay. He felt very insulted that she wanted to go try to find somewhere else. I mean, they're in the middle of Detroit, right? Yes, yeah. And, and it's he- pouring.
1: It's late. She's smart. She checks his reservation on his phone. Yep. Make sure that it's legit, and it is. Um, she goes into the bathroom, she takes a picture of his ID, also smart. Yes. These are little things that are setting us up to know that, like, she is a smart horror character. She is a modern woman. Yes. She, and these themes are brought up a lot where she, you know, women, I don't care who you are, women have to protect themselves a little more and have to do a little extra to make sure we're safe. We have to think about things like looking at our back seat, having our keys out, not going out at night, not... You know, filling up her gas tank at night. Having the code for the door memorized. Getting in there as quickly as possible. Not going in when a guy offers you to come in. With, whereas, like, a, you know, a guy doesn't really think about those things. She even says as much later on. Right. And But it, there are the, just these things set up in the beginning that are like, oh, she's a smart horror character. She is, Absolutely. She is our final girl. Yep. And she is, of course. Um, some people have a problem with the final girl trope. I don't care. I love our final girls.
0: Me too.
1: Lots of good jump scares in this movie. FYI. It's kind of scary. Oh my
0: gosh. This movie is so scary. Yeah. Scared the hell out of me. So I was telling Casey that I love the fact that this movie's opening scene, there is no jump scare. There is no real, like, big plot moment in the opening scene. It's just her getting to the Airbnb and then you get the title card. And yep. it's just like, what the fuck? When are we gonna? And this m- whole movie just sets you up with so much dread. One intention, wondering when the fuck is something gonna happen? But something, but like little
1: things are happening, but you're waiting for the other shoe to drop.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I was just like tense the entire time.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it is interesting knowing that a man, that a male did, uh, write and direct this, because this movie very much feels like it's from the female gaze. There are very specific moments, like we've already mentioned, where she sings, you know, as much as, you know, girls have to look out for these kinds of things. Right. And, um... You know, just the beginning, the whole first third of this movie just really establishes that and sets you up for what is to come later with Justin Long's character and even um, a character we meet later. The way it is shot from completely from the back of his head. We really don't see his face for a while. That, like, over-the-shoulder look, basically, is where the camera is. And that's kind of how women always are. You're looking over your shoulder. You're trying you know, to make as many safety precautions for yourself as you can against, you know, men who are not thinking of this at all. Right. So, yeah, it's it's weird.
0: Yeah, but then, you know, they're having wine together all of a sudden. And they're flirting. They are. And she's in town for an interview. And what is he in town for? He's in, he, like, owns a company...
1: Where, or is co-owner of a company where they, like, basically gentrify certain neighborhoods. Uh, and he's looking for new space. Like, that's yep. what I gathered from his job is he, you know, does that. And so he's like, yeah, I'm here looking for new space. And she's like, oh, I'm interviewing with a director who is making a movie specifically about people who do that. <laughs> and I was like, and that's when <sighs> Jess leaned over and she was like, so he got all the information for her job. Because he wanted to make it seem like you know they were all you know all alike and they had so much in common, but he was just like fucking with her and he just got all this information beforehand and I was just like nope.
0: Yeah, that was one of my theories, which I think is a a good one. Very good
1: theory. Absolutely. (laughs) That would be smart. Yeah, because it would you know he's like oh yeah I know that movie oh yeah this is what my job is it's exactly what you're here for ooh right but it's just cuz this movie is fucking with you man. It's all it's doing it's fucking with you.
0: Yeah, well then, you know, they're like, "Okay, and there's just like uncomfortable like do we kiss? What do we do here?" No, oh my Keith. gosh. And they didn't. Of no. course. It was super weird no. and uncomfy. <laughs> so they both went to bed. Yes. Uh, they went so he sleeps on the couch, she goes to the gentleman. bed. Cuz he's a gentleman. Yes.
1: And she locks the door, specifically locks her door, and gets in bed. Or do we see a shot of her locking the door the first time? Because you asked.
0: She locked it the first
1: time, but then... So, no, I know she locks it the second time,
0: but does she
1: lock it the first time? I know she closes it.
0: Because there... so she Oh, wakes yeah. Up... After she gets into the bed... After they had a flirty time, she didn't lock it. Because Jess noticed that. I did not. Because she was not. She felt like she let her walls yeah. down. She yeah. just like, she's let her guard like, down. cute. Yeah. And didn't lock it. Mm-hmm. And
1: then so something wakes her up in the middle of the night and the door opens. And she walks out and we see the door in the hallway, which is, we, we find out leads to the basement, suddenly closes in the background. She doesn't notice that because she's going in the living room because Keith is like, asleep on the couch having, like, a night terror. Like, he's, like, whimpering, mumbling, whimpering, like, uh, kind of crying in his sleep sort of thing. And in retrospect, watching this the second time when I saw that, and we're in spoiler zone, um, and anybody who's seen this, you should have, you should be, if you're here, you should have already seen this. We know there is a character downstairs that everyone calls the mother, Um, and I wondered second time around watching this, I I wrote a note to myself. Was it the mother that opens Tess's door so that she can comfort Keith back to sleep because Keith is having a night terror?
0: Because mm. at first you think it's just like
1: a creepy like first time around you're like oh it's just a creepy thing something's trying to fuck with them yeah that's and opening what I her door yeah that's what I thought first time around but second time around I was like did she hear did the mother hear Keith having a nightmare and then open Tess's door so that she could hear him and go and comfort him because she wakes Keith up. And it's like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm fine. You scared the hell out of me. Yeah. But I kind
0: of,
1: you know, it makes me wonder.
0: That that little deeper layer. That's a really good point that I I didn't think about. That's
1: why I like these, like, second time around watches of these kind of movies.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. So that was just super weird. But, you know, they get back to sleep. She definitely locks the door this time. Yes, she does. She's Um, like, oh, God. (laughs) And then in the morning, Keith had left. Yes. And he left her a cute little
1: note. A cute little note. I remember what it said, but it was oh, like, no. leave the key outside. I had so much fun last night. Yes. Precious. They are was, they are down for
0: each other. They would be super cute. I ship it. It really, yeah. Well, once I found out, spoiler, that he wasn't the killer or any yeah. killer, <laughs> He's a I ship guy. him more. But I was skeptical And the movie wants you to be. Yeah. yeah,
1: He's overly nice about it. And yeah. Right. It makes you immediately skeptical. And of course, you know you're watching a horror movie. Right. I don't trust anyone. And you know that from the very beginning, just the way everything is shot, you know who your main character is. You know it's Tess. So then when she comes across a strange guy that's overly nice, you know you're watching a horror character, you're waiting for your bad guy, you're going to assume it's him and the movie wants you to think that. (laughs)
0: All around me have familiar reasons for
1: <laughs> My dog is staring at us through a mirror because he <laughs> is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Hi
0: buddy. I know. I'm so sorry. That was so good Sorry guys. <laughs> Um. Anyways, so she goes to her interview. Well, so first she steps oh, yeah, yeah, outside.
1: Yeah. So, like just oh, said, that, I
0: forgot about that. Yep.
1: That night shot is very game-like. She like rotates her head from right to left and looks down the street, and everything's very, very dark. There's several houses. There's a few cars. You can't see any details. Though. No street lights. No street lights. So when she walks out in the daytime for her interview. Every house is boarded up, half burnt down, disgusting. The cars on the lawn are, like, you know, on bricks. They're just, like, the, you know, outside of a car, basically. And, like, everything is shitty. And it is, like, the worst neighborhood you could imagine.
0: It's it's literally, like, ruins. Yeah. I know a lot of people,
1: like, from Detroit are, like, can we please stop making horror movies about how terrible Detroit is? But, like... It's an easy target, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I, but, yeah, so she walks out, it's like a very creepy shot where it's almost the same shot from the night, but you're like, oh, God, everything looks awful.
0: It was terrifying. Kind of of game, game game-esque, video
1: game-esque.
0: It was very, like, Silent Hill in that moment, Yeah, because when
1: the fog lifts and everything, you're like, God, everything looks like shit, but then everything's dark and you can't see it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Very good observation. Thank you. It was very fucking creepy, though. Yeah. I love a horror movie that can make me feel afraid in the daytime.
1: Yes, I love daytime horror. Me That's too. why Midsummer is masterpiece. Um, yeah. So she goes to her interview, um, and she tells the girl she's interviewing with, she's like, "Yeah, I'm staying in Brightmore," and the girl's like, "No, Brightmore, yeah. like."
0: No. She's like, you messing with me? Right or <laughs> bad.
1: Um, <laughs> and, like, the interview lady's really concerned for her. She's like, be careful. Like, because, like, Tess, you can even tell Tess is kind of embarrassed. She's like, yeah, it's kind of kind of rough out there because she didn't realize how bad that fucking neighborhood was going to
0: be. I know. It was it was terrible. It was, oh my God. oh I hated it. It freaked me out so bad. Yeah. Um, so, he, I mean, I got the impression that she got the job. Do you think she got the job? I One mean, of? I think so. Because she said she was going to call her tomorrow. She seemed very concerned about her safety. And, you know, she seemed like a very caring person from even the short time we get screen time of her. Yeah. The and person who interviewed her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel, I, my, it's my canon that she got the job, whether or not she accepted the job. Is another story. Right. I don't know if I'd want to live in Detroit after that. Absolutely. I did write at one point, I want to climb him like a tree in reference to (laughs) Bill Skarsgård.
0: He's so tall.
1: I just have such a big crush on him. I'm sorry, everybody. She truly does. I have a little bit of a clown fetish. I just really like clowns. And that was the first time I saw him. And also, he's just pretty. He's got big bug eyes. Anyways. Anyway,
0: sorry. <laughs> oh, this part freaked me out so yes. bad. She
1: gets out of her car, and you see in the distance, so blurry, this, like, blob running toward her.
0: Renting. Like a fucking zombie.
1: Yeah. Like, and he starts to come into focus as he gets closer, and he's, like, screaming at her. And
0: she, like, got out of her car and saw him, and instead of getting back in her car, which I would have done because she was right outside her car when she saw him and had her keys in her hand she ran to the mailbox or ran to the key box on the front porch was fucking struggling to get the box open struggling to get the fucking door open and barely got away from this guy who was screaming at her like come out that house little girl yeah calls her
1: hey little girl come here and It's just screaming nonsense. It was fucking scary. It really was.
0: Like, I don't know what this man was on, but... Yeah,
1: and we find out later, obviously, what it... (coughs) Excuse me. We find out later what his problem is, obviously. Um, She calls 911,
0: and they're like, We have no available units. Bitch! Whoa. They did not care at all.
1: Nope. Not that we're the biggest fans of the police force in this house to begin with, but um, wow, that seems like an emergency. But yeah.
0: whatever, it's fine. Well anyways, this bitch is like, I gotta go to the bathroom.
1: Which fair, you know. <laughs> and she goes Scared in. The piss out of her. Exactly. She's like, oh, I gotta go pee now. Uh and there's no toilet paper and she looks I all around the hate house. When that happens. I know. And she doesn't know where it is, she looks all around the house. And then there's this shot where she, like, turns on the basement light and looks down the basement steps and it's there.
0: And it's so eerily shot. And basements are already scary, but it's just, like... like,
1: are there paper towels upstairs? Because at that point I ain't going down there, like...
0: I'm drip-drying, bitch.
1: Tissues? I bet there's tissues somewhere. I bet there are tissues in that house.
0: I'm sure she could find They left wine out. I know they left a
1: box of tissues somewhere. Just... A towel. A paper towel. Like, I'm sorry I'm not going in that basement without Bill Skarsgård there or like him going down for me.
0: Not doing it. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so she goes down in the basement and she gets locked in because it like locks from the outside and she like, you can't open it from the inside, which is a little bit of a plot hole. Because how does mother get up and down those stairs?
0: Mm, But maybe she just has a special
1: way to get through the door. I don't know. Because, yeah, it locks from the ins- outside, so she, like, once you're locked in, you can't get out of the basement. Um, and there's these really cool shots, I, again, I really love the way this movie's shot, where she, like, sits down on the steps, and she, like, thinks to her, like, she, like, kind of reaches in her back pocket, and there's this, like, crash zoom to her phone on the table, and she's like, shit, because she realizes she left her phone upstairs. Oh, I love the and way she, shot. And then and then there's, like, this other, like, she makes this other face, and and then it zooms into the key box that's empty, because and the door is locked, so Bill card can can't get in. And she's like, shit! And it's just, like, these little things that are reminding, like, she doesn't have her phone. Nobody, she has the key, so he can't get in.
0: Doom and fucking gloom, she brother. She can't
1: get the uh, basement window open. It's, like, one of those tiny windows at the top, you know, that go out into the front yard kind of thing. She can't get that open. Right. So she just sits down, and she's like, oh, fuck. She's looking around for something. And she finds a rope.
0: And the rope is like, like, through a hole in the wall. Yes. And she's like, you know, I'm going to start tugging on that. That yeah. seems like a good idea.
1: Yeah, so she pulls on the rope and it opens a door, a hidden door in the <laughs> wall. And it's dark as hell down that hallway and she goes, nope. And I said the same thing to Casey right yep. before she said it. <laughs> right I said, Right before. Nope. <laughs> We all saw the movie. We know. Right. Nope. <laughs> and guess what the bitch does? Yeah, and then but then what she does is really clever. It is. It She's really down there for a while. She takes a um like a full-length mirror and like angles it so that the light in the basement, the ceiling light reflects off of it and shines a light down the hallway so she can kind of see down there. And I thought that was very clever. Again, another thing is just leading you to believe she knows how to handle herself in traumatic situations. Yeah, she knows how to handle herself in a crisis. She doesn't like freak out. She's not screaming at the door like, "Oh my god, somebody help me!" She just she sits sat down, down,
0: collected herself. Yep, and, and she
1: she knows that the only place she can go is down that hall. So she's like, "Well, let me shine a light down there, see if I can get out some way." No, she is she's really a smart. Smart ass fucking horror character, and that's like one of my favorite things in a movie is when I'm not like screaming at the TV, like "Why are you doing this stupid fucking
0: thing?" Yeah, the only thing I think I really was annoyed with her about is the fact that she did not get back in her car when that dude was running at her. That was very stupid. Because she was so far from the door, uh, and so close to her car, just get in the car and drive. You can drive away from that man, right? But. You know. Or even if she
1: got in the car, maybe he would be pounding on the door and be like, no, there's something crazy in there. Don't go in there. It would have had t- more time to explain. I don't know. He didn't seem like he was trying to explain. He was just yelling. No, it was, I would not have waited. <laughs> I, I would have not have either. waited to I figure out. So yeah, so she goes down the hall and then, uh, Ugh. this is like our first glimpse into how dark this movie may get. Because <laughs> she finds this room and there is a light in it and she turns on the light And it's just an empty cement wall room with a stained bed, a camera on a tripod, and a bucket. Ugh. And it is, like, the whole room looks so grimy and grainy. It looks like it's a different world in there. Like, it is, the whole lighting is different. When she walks in later to the room, and we get a shot of her in the room... It makes her look grainy and weird.
0: It's like, fucking, hospital lighting. Yeah, it's so it's gross. so gross. It's it's very like cool toned, like super bright,
1: like yeah. It's and it's very obvious what it's implying. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a disgusting bed. So she immediately is like, oh fuck, this is not okay. So she goes back out to the main area in the basement and she gets. Keith's attention because he finally comes home and she gives him the key through the window and he lets her out and she's like we have to get the fuck out of here now.
0: She is done with this shit. Yeah, she's like yeah, no I'm not I'm not playing this game. Yeah. But I think we also forgot to mention one thing and that there was also a bloody handprint on the wall. Yes,
1: I forgot and about that. And that was
0: really just, yeah. that's when she's like okay, I'm fucking, I'm out of here. Icing
1: on the cake. That was the last yeah. thing she saw in that room before she was like uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. Because, yeah, some things can be explained away a little bit, but that's a bloody-ass handprint. Yeah, so, uh, she finds... So, she runs upstairs, and she's like, okay, we gotta go, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what are you... Like, let's calm down, I don't know what you saw, it's fine, like, I believe you, and he even says, he's like, I just want to see it for myself, will you please stay here, just stay up here, and make sure I don't get locked down there, and like, I... I kind of get it to an extent, like, especially with the themes this movie's trying to portray with just the different ways that men and women live their lives on a day-to-day basis. And he's like, you know, because if it was me and another woman and I walked in and she said that, I would be like, okay, let's go. Oh, yeah. But even if another guy had seen that, another man had seen that and was like, okay, this is really weird and told Bill Skarsgård's character about it he would still, I feel like any man would be like, okay, I gotta I gotta figure out what's going on, let me go see it. You know, it's just kind yeah. of, it, it, and it it tracks with the rest of the characters in this movie. I agree with that. Yeah. So he goes down there, uh, and at some point he stops making noise, so she grabs a flashlight, or no, she just uses her phone, doesn't she, as a flashlight? Yes. And she goes looking for him. Oof. There's like this other hidden door.
0: There are so many hidden doors that goes downstairs. It they are terrifying, and she's just like, "Oh my!" F-. She is quivering with fear, and she hears, she's calling his name. She hears him yell from so far away, and he goes, "Help me!"
1: And she knows, and Ugh. that's what I like about her calling nine one one and not and then saying there are no available units. She knows there's no help coming. She knows that if she walks out and tries to get help, no one's coming. And the only person that can possibly help Keith in that moment is her. And that's, I love when there is good enough reason for a horror character to do something like that. Yeah. Because in that situation, even if it is a stranger, you know, that you've just met, you're, unless you're just a cruel person.
0: Me. Yeah.
1: Bye. Well, but you know for a fact no one is coming, like... I don't know. I would go down. But, fuck, I would not go down.
0: It was, oh, like, she was just, like, sobbing and calling his name through, like, whimpers, and it was just. You can hear him Shh. screaming still so far away. Even
1: once she gets all the way down the stairs, he is so far down, you know, whatever hall, and she can't find it. She sees these cages.
0: Yeah, it's like a fucking cave down there, and immediately I freak out because you guys know I'm claustrophobic.
1: Yes. Same. And I was like... <gasps> there's literally, like, dog cages down there,
0: and I don't oh think they put God. dogs in there. No.
1: Um. And, yeah, so she gets down there, and she eventually finds him. And she's, like, freaking out, and he's like, there is something else down here. And she keeps trying to tell him, and his demise is he never fucking listens to her. None of the men in this movie will listen to her, and it's always to their demise. Yeah. she's the smart one. She's like, no, we have to go this way. This is the way out. Let's go. And he's like, no, I'm freaking out, blah, blah, blah. And he's screaming and freaking out, and... Oh, my God. This terrifying thing comes out of the dark.
0: It looks like the fuck, like, one of the creatures from, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes. Like, the real big one with, like, the long oh, hair. yes. Like, the pale skin and, yes. like. And she comes up. Scraggly hair,
1: long nails. Yes. yes. Comes up and bashes Keith's head into the cement so many times in a row.
0: It is one of the most brutal scenes. She that mashed, scene mashed in a long it time. Real good. It was fucked up. His head was like a fucking, like a watermelon, like exploded. a pumpkin. Yeah, like, seriously, just like, Oof. that was crazy. It was gross, but it
1: was cool. It was very, it was very cool. You like you're this whole time. You're like, oh my god, it's it's scary, but nothing is like like what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And then it happens, and you're like, oh god! And while you're still reeling. From that moment where you're like, one of my main characters, what I assumed was going to be my final guy or like up till the end of the movie was going to be my main character. Just fucking
0: brutally died. Yes,
1: just was brutally murdered. And while you're still reeling from that, you get this hard transition to funky (sighs) music. I, I think it's Donovan and it's like on the beach and there's sunshine and like it's like a different fucking
0: movie. And it's just Justin Long with his douchey sunglasses on. Yeah. Riding in his car, vibing. He's singing along to some Donovan, he's kicking it.
1: And then he gets a call from his TV executives because he just filmed a TV pilot. He's an actor. Uh, eh. Eh. It's, I hate him. So he's like, oh, hey, guys, what's going on? And they're like, there's been some allegations against you. Oh, my gosh. And, ugh, God, it's it's so, his character's so real. Like, especially in these moments, it's so real because his excuses, you know, he says, oh, he's totally blown out of proportion, I'll just talk to her and I'll get this covered up. And
0: they're like, by no means will you contact her? Yeah. Cause this, I mean, the,
1: the allegations are serious. We never meet the character that's talked about. I can't remember what her name is. Um, but she accuses him of, you know, assaulting her. And there's like some story that's going to come out on Hollywood reporter or something like that. And so there's this, I, when I was doing my research, I found uh, this quote from the director um, kind of describing this character and how he felt about writing it. And he didn't necessarily have someone, like, a lovable actor in mind to play this skeevy role. He just, so this is what he said about it. He says, this character is an amalgam of people I know. What's this guy's horror movie? Before he gets into the real horror, what's the horror movie he thinks he's in? the collapse of your career and reputation due to your own bad behavior. This guy thinks his world is ending.
0: That's fucking...
1: Yeah. That's deep. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he even said, because someone asked, well, did you have Justin Long in mind? He said, no, I didn't have anybody in mind, really, except, you know, like a Chad. Like, I wanted someone muscly and hunky. And then I realized that maybe that was a little too on the nose and I wanted someone more regular. Justin Long came on the project and it was like, oh, yeah, perfect. Someone who you automatically, you see on the screen, you're like, oh my god, I love him, I trust him, I know him. And then he plays this very realistically scary person. Like, we, there are scary people in movies, there are, you know, Reagan is terrifying, Leatherface is terrifying, you know, all these scary things. But they're not as realistic as the horror that this man
0: is like it truly that's what was so upsetting to me I think is that I know guys like him yes I've heard these things come out of men's mouths I know guys that have hurt me like this I know guys that have hurt my friends and it was just the, the exactly what you said like the reality of this character and the bullshit excuses and just how he didn't give a shit about the woman that he hurt. He gave a shit about his reputation being ruined. And that that is just every man I know that's Mm
1: -hmm. assaulted
0: a woman in my life. That's exactly how they are. I'll be
1: honest. The first time I watched this during his phone call, I was like, wait. No, no. Justin Long's a good guy. Is this like a, what is this? And then I like was listening to the phone call. I was like, oh no, he's playing a bad guy. Even in my mind, I wanted to believe him for a second. Like, wait, no, it's Justin Long. He good guy. He good guy. And then it's <sighs> like, oh no, he's playing a piece of shit. Yeah, I hated him. He uh, gets fired from his TV show. He yep. gets dropped by his wealth management guy.
0: <laughs> um, he's getting dropped left and right. He
1: said something about countersuing for defamation. I am not even gonna fucking. I know. I know it has to. It has to be a reference. To the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial. It has to be, right? It,
0: it, it like, seems it, that way. It seems... I'm it's li- culturally... It lines up. I am not going to say anything
1: about that. I'm going to say everybody in that position seemed like a big piece of shit. And I
0: just... Toxicity Should everywhere. not
1: have been televised or anything like that. Just stupid. Just... But, like, I heard that and I was like, oh, oh, that's, like, a very pop culture kind of reference. But, um... He said his uh, wealth management guy says he's gonna be broke, zero dollars, in about three
0: months. Three fucking months. Oof. 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 So, so he does have a couple properties that in, we find out in up in Michigan,
1: up in Detroit. He says I got some properties out there, right, that are making money. Some some things that I rent out. Um, and so he decides to um, do some liquidating. He go he goes to Detroit. To, uh, do some liquidating on his properties. The rental property. Um, first of all, probably shouldn't have left the state. That's...
0: No, yeah, he left the state, and he was definitely not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another
1: thing he says while he's on the phone with one of his friends, he's like, oh, I could probably just nip this whole thing in the bud if I could talk to her. Like,
0: <sighs> die. Don't put that poor woman through that. Ugh. Yeah. Are they going to arrest me? Like, I love how everybody in this movie is so. Like, they don't beat around the bush. They're like, that is a highly likely thing that will happen. Yeah. And then he's like. Like earlier when they called, like his agent called him, yeah. they were like, he's like, do you think so and so? And they're like, that is highly likely that that will happen. Yeah, like everybody was very fucking honest. with Yeah, him. everyone
1: was like, even they if did the not pilot, care about his feelings. Even if the TV show moves forward, we are not having you. You will opponent. not be on it. Yeah. yeah, they and I, I was like, fuck yeah, I dude, was, I, love that. I
0: was clapping in the background. Yeah, like,
1: yes, yep, fuck you, dude. You did this to yourself.
0: Leave survivors.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so he gets his key to his uh, rental property and it just so happens to be 476 Burberry or Bearberry or something. And they say the the number a couple times and they really like zoom in on the house number a couple times. And the only thing I could find for 476 being important was... I don't remember. Something about the fall of Rome or something happened in the year 476 AD.
0: Oh, that was so people. barbarian. Oh my
1: god, yes. Okay, thank you for connecting that for me. I was ah. like, I literally, I was like, what is important about 476 and 476 AD? So, okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so that's why it's 476. That's See, cool. that's smart. I like those little things. Yeah. I like those kind of Easter eggs. Um, so yeah, he gets to the house and, um,
0: All their stuff is still there. Her car's still outside. And he's like, what? Like, this is weird, but he doesn't, like... He's not, like, overly concerned about it. No. He just goes inside and was like, someone's been in this house.
1: Yeah, he's just concerned about it not being cleaned. Right. Yeah.
0: He's such a fucking douche. One thing I will say,
1: because it's, like... Uh, very specifically shot a couple times, and Jeff said the same thing. Why the fuck and who the fuck would put su- their fucking toothbrush on the floor? His electric toothbrush is on the floor. That is so weird. The floor of the bathroom. Why?
0: Gross. Stop. No. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, don't that man. That. that well, that the, you, that man brushes his teeth with toilet water. That man he dead as him. hell. Well, before he was dead as hell, he did that.
1: Well, we can, he can learn.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dead <laughs> men can't learn new tricks. <laughs>
1: Whatever, man. Um, he's on the phone with his mom. His mom sounds really sweet,
0: but he sucks. Oh, my God. And so next scene, he meets up with a friend mm-hmm. while he's in Detroit and goes to the bar. And he's, they're getting fucked up. He's like. The dude's like, dude, I'm your friend. You can tell me what happened. And he's such a fucking asshole. He's like, yeah, we fucked. Just took some convincing is all. And he's like, dude, did she say no? And he's like, at first. And, you know, and I won't get any further into it than that. But it was was just a really disgusting scene to where you truly see the magnitude of how this man does not believe he's done a thing. Wrong. Nothing.
1: Nothing wrong. Nothing happened in his mind. And, yeah, it... That's part of what Jess was saying with these, like, extremely tense scenes is these scenes that, you know, he's just in the house just, you know, looking at things or drinking wine or whatever he's doing in this Airbnb. And in any other situation, these are just normal scenes. But we know what's going on downstairs, and you're just waiting for that the ball to drop. You're just waiting for something to happen and for him to, you know, for him to realize what's going on, basically. Yeah, and like, it makes
0: all those scenes so much more tense. It's so cool. And the soundtrack to this movie is just, it's everything. It reminds me a lot of, like, It Follows, or, like, I'm trying to think of something else that it reminds me of. But it's just very, like, Synthesize. Simpy, which yeah. I love.
1: Yeah, very It Follows. So the music was done by Anna Drubick, um, who also did Fear Street Part 1 and 2, which I haven't seen those yet. I really want to.
0: I love them. Yes,
1: and then she also did, which you mentioned earlier, funny enough, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the 2019. Oh, she did the music the for
0: the Yes. I love it. So that's
1: funny that you had already mentioned that. Um, but yeah, she was the one who did that. I love the sound in this. I think the music's so cool that's totally an important part agree. of a horror movie, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> There's this really funny part. Justin Long, even when he's playing a sleaze ball, he is so fucking funny. He says the funniest shit, and he has the funniest <laughs> line deliveries. Like, he hears he a does. noise, and he's like, I have a gun. And he just... <laughs>
0: grabs the tiniest knife. He, like, he, he, you could just tell in his voice,
1: like, no, you don't have a gun.
0: I well, just... did you already mention the fact that he drunk-dialed that girl? No, he did do that. And left a message on her phone, and it was just so... Uh, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It was fucked up. It was cringy. He was doing it to make himself feel better, and you could totally tell.
1: Yeah, didn't at one point he say, I'm not even mad at you about
0: I'm it. not even... Mm. God damn it. Jess
1: is crumbling her paper. She is so
0: angry. <sighs> He's a good actor.
1: Yes. He he does good drunk acting, but whatever. Uh <sighs> But, yeah, so he eventually (laughs) figures out something's going on downstairs.
0: Because he is, like, trying to, like, measure the house. Oh, my God. For, like, um, square footage.
1: Yeah, he has a tape measure, and he's just going around (laughs) measuring measuring all the underground rooms, and he Googles. Like, can you
0: list underground rooms in a property listing? (laughs) Which is fucking hilarious, because he, like, goes down to the basement, finds this hidden room... With the fucking bed and the bucket and the camera, and he's just like, ha ha ha, starts measuring the room. He's not like, this is concerning. Not at all. Ignores all of it. He sits on the bed. He sits on the fucking bed. What the F? This is like, so many people, you can tell by looking at have died on this bed. He's just sitting on it like, I'm gonna make money off this. He...
1: Measures, I did note that uh, the stairs, it was nine feet down further. So you're already in the basement and you go Mm -hmm. nine feet underground. Mm. Uh, Um, and he's just measuring away. Uh, he sees the cages, doesn't pay attention to those. He's a fucking moron. He's so not concerned. It's so weird. Yes. He's a
0: fucking idiot.
1: And, uh, then something grabs the measuring tape. And... We, this, so this is our second interaction with the mother, obviously. Um, the second time we see her, she grabs the tape measure, she starts chasing after him. And obviously, it seems very violent, um, like she's probably gonna hurt him. And we only, we, we know by the end of the movie, the mother, who I don't even know how to explain her character. I guess we'll kind of explain it later when Frank comes up. Um, The mother only knows how to interact in two ways. She's living... It's this creature... It's a human, I guess. Um, an inbred person who has lived in this underground... These halls, this underground room her whole life. And she only knows two interactions with people. Uh, violence, obviously coming from her father. And, like, smothering a mother's love. Um, Um... And we get that from a VHS tape. There's, like, this room where there's a bunch of blankets where you kind of assume she lives. And there's this VHS tape of breastfeeding, like a like a how-to kind of video with you, you and your baby and how to breastfeed and the, the pros and
0: cons and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's such a disgusting little room. Yeah,
1: and you can tell on Justin Long's face. The character is AJ. You can tell on his face. He's just, he's like, oh, God, it stinks so bad in here. And, uh, so yeah, so he starts running and I think, I think the only reason that he doesn't get smashed to bits as quickly as Bill Skarsgård character is because he does fall in that pit and then he's with Tess down there. Oh, yeah. He falls into a pit with Tess and then she closes the gate on top of them.
0: And then we realize Tess is still alive. Yes, Tess is still
1: alive, good. And, um, because I think she probably has an innate, um, hatred and violent feelings toward men mm-hmm. based on her upbringing and her own father. Right. Who is Frank, by the way. We'll bring up Frank. Um, and I think that is part of the reason, not only because Tess is so smart, but I think because she's a woman, is part of the reason she's been able to survive for as long as she has.
0: Yeah. Because we
1: find out. Uh, I don't think we mentioned, when Justin Long called his realtor lady to be like, hey, why is there people's stuff in my house? She's like, well, we haven't rented it out for a couple weeks. That means Tess has been out there for a couple weeks.
0: Oh, I was confused by that.
1: Yeah, that means they, because they rented it out, because they realized, oh, Uh, shit, we rented it out to these people.
0: That makes sense. A couple weeks ago. Okay, I just thought that, like, there was some weird reason that, like, I don't know. That's, yeah. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, crazy. Oh, my God.
1: And we've... Uh, okay. So then the movie takes another 180-degree turn. It oh. already did it right after Bill Skarsgård died, died, and we found Justin Long. And it does it again. It does a full 180, and we're back in the 80s.
0: And we're at this... The house. The yeah. same house, but it was in, you know, it's... Heyday. It was in a thriving little neighborhood. All the houses are
1: brightly painted. They're all like all the lawns are perfectly manicured. Old super white cars. Everybody was white. The whole two and a half children, like perfect family, nuclear family.
0: And we see Richard Bray. Yay, we love him. But not in this movie. No. We don't love him in this movie. Wait, I don't love him in most movies. He's usually a, Ugh, the worst. I know, but we but love him a, in real life. Yes,
1: he's a great actor. He's amazing. He is, he is a Rob Zombie regular for sure.
0: He put a picture mm-hmm. of Rabbit and I on his Instagram. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout well, out. Shout like out. You.
1: Yeah. Um, he is great in this movie. He does a really good job because he just plays a bad guy real well. He just has that face kind of. He does. Where he can play
0: evil. And he reminds me of my papa. My papa's not evil, but. Weird. His like, his. Hit, not anything about his personality, but like his like figure. Yes, and yeah, like that's the way fair. he dresses in this yeah. movie, like the the jeans, the yes. boots, the button-up shirt. And Richard
1: Brick is very tall and very skinny. He is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's buying these baby supplies. He buys the VHS tape that we find later. We figure out later is the one that's playing in the mother's room. Ugh. Um. But that's not, so the character is called The Mother, which um, the character, the actor who plays um, The Mother is Matthew Patrick Davis, and I think he does an incredible job. Oh. I was watching this expecting, like, at the end it to, to say Javier Botet, because he is, like, one of the most amazing creature actors, and usually if it's not Javier Botet, it's Doug Jones. right? <laughs> but this guy who really hasn't played in a whole lot of other stuff. Um, I really think he does such a good job with this creature acting. It's so creepy.
0: Um, It was unsettling, for sure. Well,
1: because we find out later that Frank has been abducting, kidnapping, and raping women. And a couple times, I guess they got pregnant, and then he raped one of the babies. And then that is the mother character. So she's, you know, inbred and has lived underground her whole life. And...
0: I mean like I assume was
1: probably sexually assaulted by her father many times.
0: Yeah, I mean we later see a character who's explaining like the the mother character to her. Which is this like this homeless guy who actually like we'll talk about in a little bit, but you know, he's describing you don't know how many times, like the inbred, like, the inbreeding like, has happened. Exactly. And it, it's not even a human at this point anymore, really. Exactly. And it's yeah. really sad. It is
1: very, very sad. Um, there's this one line that I, uh, like, it, it stuck out to me when he, Richard Brake goes back home, he's got all his supplies, and the neighbor comes up to him, he's like, yeah, we're moving! Neighborhood's going to hell, Frank! And it's like, and then it basically almost immediately cuts back to what it is
0: now, and, Yeah, that neighborhood did go to hell. I guess Ugh, it sure did. It sure did. Well, another thing was that Richard Brake was like, he was like, "You, you gonna be moving out of here?" And he's like, "I'm never leaving this I'm place. I'm never
1: leaving here." Yep. Um, <laughs> how I how <laughs> true. Justin Long has another really funny. I love his line deliveries in just everything because it cuts back to like the pit because we cut back to the eighties. <laughs> we go back. And he literally, he just goes, I don't want to be here. And she's like, and you think I do? <laughs> like, he just always, like, okay, so me and Katie, who was on our Funny Games episode, uh, we love the movie Tusk. We've watched it together a hundred times. I love Tusk. And one of our favorite lines that we say all the time, when he wakes up in the wheelchair for the first time, he goes, my leg is off. <laughs> my leg is off. My leg is off. Not, you cut off my leg, not, where is my leg, just, <laughs> my leg is off. And I... I just really—he always cracks me up in the dumbest fucking moments of movies. Yeah, like this is a bleak ass moment, and I'm just like, "Oh, Justin Long, you scamp!" It
0: I is, love he, his
1: delivery is amazing. Yes, it is. Um, oh, oh, I'm so excited to talk about the scene. So you can talk about what actually happens.
0: Me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh God. Okay, so Tess is trying to calm AJ down. And be like, if you are upset, she gets upset. Like, she just wants you to be her baby. Yeah. And she comes over, and she has this disgusting bottle. Oh. And I don't know what was in it. It's milk. But Because, I mean, milk. Tess
1: has been drinking it.
0: But the fucking nipple on where the bottle.
1: does the milk come from? I
0: don't want to know. But
1: where... Uh, uh. Anyway, so Tess drinks it, but then Justin Long won't.
0: No. So there is... This woman is fighting for her life, and Justin Long is just wallowing in pity. He's like, I the don't, don't, I do don't want to. So this bitch puts her big old titty... No, so, that's, oh, so she
1: carries him away into the room and tries to do Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But there is, is, I read about a deleted scene. Justin Long talked about a deleted scene that never made it into the movie, but they shot where after he won't take the bottle, the mother grabs a rat, bites its head off, chews it up, And Baby Bird regurgitates it into Justin Long's mouth. And then the director decided, okay, that's
0: too much. I'm gonna cut that out. I kind of would have loved to see that.
1: I wish they had kept it in. I kind of hope it eventually makes it into a director's cut. It's sickening, but I love it. Oh, it's so gross and I love it. Um... So, but that scene got deleted. So, yeah, she gets mad at him, and she takes him to the nursing room, essentially, to her room. Ugh. And she's trying to nurse Justin Long.
0: The same way that she's watched in this video. Yeah. That's all she knows. Like, she's
1: like, no, me and baby have to bond, you
0: bitch. Yeah. Bond with me. Her eyes are terrifying. So
1: yellow. Oh, God, yellow eyes.
0: Ugh.
1: Um, But, yeah, so she leaves the gate open, the grate to the pit. And, uh, she, so, uh, Tess has to, like, climb out. And as soon, like, when she's, like, trying to, like, jump up and climb out, all I could think of is, get that parkour! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So she, she, got, she gets out, she runs, she leaves, uh, AJ behind, and she smashes out that basement window, and the homeless guy, who had run up to her earlier, trying to warn her, like, pulls her out and gets her out and is like, come on, come with me, you got out, like, let's go, she's gonna come after you.
0: It was, but I was like, do we trust this guy? Like, what's happening here? Because, like, he scared the shit out of me earlier. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, I don't know who to trust. He just knows that that woman lives there. And he even says,
1: uh, she ain't even the worst thing in there. Oh my
0: gosh, that sent chills down my spine. And Justin
1: Long's still down there, guys. Yeah. Which, fuck him, but she's out. But she doesn't know. He's awful, obviously. And as much as the men in this movie, their demise comes from arrogance, ignorance, and unwillingness to listen to other people, and the general idea that men just don't take the precautions that women do. Right. You know, in addition to that, uh Tess's downfall is her savior complex.
0: Absolutely. She wants to help. She, Captain Save a Ho.
1: Yeah, she got initially uh captured because she wanted to save Keith. She wants to
0: go back and save AJ. Ugh. I'm sorry, I'm fucking out of this bitch. I'm so out. I'm Me and my so keys, done. we we done. I saw what happened to a I I saw what happened to fucking um Keith. And I th- at that point, I'd be like, oh, well, AJ's dead, so it's fine, I'm leaving. Right, me too. Give me my keys. Because he would not fucking save her. Yes. And we find that out. He has no desire to do anything to help her. Yes. But anyways.
1: Uh, so she gets out, and uh, she eventually... Doesn't she eventually get to the gas station and call the cops? Yes. I think that's what happens next. Yeah. This scene is like... A lot, and most of the time for horror movies, I just let them take me on the ride, and I just live in the world that they want me to live in, and I, you know, whatever rules and beliefs they set, I'll just be in that world for a little while. But there's so much realism and so many smart moves and smart characters in this,
0: that this scene with the cops was a little over the top and unbelievable for me. They're just absolutely not giving a shit, and they're just treating her like she's just a
1: crackhead yeah. on the street. And, like, I get it. Like, they have a lot going on. It's Detroit. I'm sure they get a lot of calls where people are just psychotic and nothing, you know, nothing's really going on. They can't do anything to help. But it's just a little over the top for me. Just They're a trying bit. to, like,
0: say they're going to bring her in for breaking the window and she's clearly, like, freaking the fuck out. And like, it's... Yeah. And so they just yeah. drive off and she's like,
1: what the fuck?
0: She was pissed. Yep. Well, then... It cuts back to our Justin Long. Yep. He he, uh, he gets away from her and he's running down. So she
1: chases him yes. or she chases Tess
0: and then oh, when yeah, she yeah, chases yeah.
1: Tess away, he gets away.
0: And then he approaches yet another door. Mhm. Then and
1: he, she finds him and she comes up and is like about to catch him. But she won't get close to that door.
0: No, she won't get anywhere near it.
1: Which should tell him something.
0: Right. And then he goes in there, and this room is disgusting.
1: Yeah, there's a
0: small TV,
1: um, some old VHS tapes. With names
0: on them. And the most disgusting
1: man you've ever seen in your life. Just gross,
0: decaying, half dead already. (gasps) Like, yeah. Rasping like raspy, breaths. and we know it's we know
1: it's Frank, obviously, who is, uh, you know, the guy in the sh- the flashback that we saw, uh, which again, having a flashback and introducing a new character, two thirds of the way through your movie, crazy structure.
0: Oh but my I love god, it. it was like three movies all in one. Yeah, it
1: really is. It's like three separate shorts that come together, and you're like, what the f?
0: It's fucking insane. F and f. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, so AJ finds this guy, and then he finds those VHS tapes, and this is one of the things that I do appreciate about this scene is, like...
0: They didn't need to show us. They didn't
1: see... We don't see anything. We do not see him do anything to any woman. We don't see any violence in that way. He. We hear a little bit of screaming from the tape. AJ shuts it off and goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? And Bro, look in the mirror. That. Mm. Bro, look in. Mm. Yes. Yes. Also, this movie's nonstop. We've been barreling through this plot because like. It just doesn't stop. It just <laughs> does not stop. It is relentless with it. The way it makes you. F-
0: yeah. And you just, you see like. Before all this, like he was trying to help this old man. He's like, do you need something? Do you need water? What do you <laughs> yeah. need? And it was but
1: just- he, he also said, we're going to get out of here. Well, Well, I'm I'm going to get get out out of here. here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he sees Frank reaching next to this, like, nightstand table and, like, opening this little drawer. And he pulls out a gun. Yep. And he fucking shoots himself. Yep. Yeah. I wish he would have had a worse demise, but...
1: I wish he would have shot AJ first.
0: Yeah. Uh. Me too.
1: (laughs) So, she eventually breaks in, grabs her car keys. Um and then the mother comes running out cuz it's dark out and she can only come out at night and she fucking smashes the mother into the fucking side of the house. Just rams her car into the side of the house.
0: Oh, it was it was insane the way yes. that it was shot, too.
1: Yes. So she then of course she so she thinks the mother's dead, which whatever, we know as horror fans, she's not. <laughs> she goes downstairs to save AJ. AJ has grabbed the gun from Frank.
0: And he fucking shoots her. He fucking shoots her. I hate him so much. Oh, it's I It's like The Strangers, where she shoots her fucking best friend. He does it. He shoots his best friend. He has the shotgun in The Strangers. Oh, shit, yeah. But yes, and absolutely. You know, yeah.
1: yeah, it's fucking crazy. And poor Glenn Howerton in that movie. Uh, oh, so, but so, yeah. Sad. Oh, my God. So, luckily, he just, like, shoots her in the stomach, though. He doesn't shoot her in the head. <laughs> So, and I'm surprised he helps her get up and tries to help her get out of the house. I'm surprised he didn't leave her. Barely. Barely, I guess. But still. he starts
0: running and he's just like, you gotta, you gotta keep up. Like, yeah. yeah, she will get right on that. Well,
1: and also he has to keep her because she says, I know where to go. Because she knows to go where that homeless guy is. Because he says, oh, it's safe over here. Mm -hmm. She doesn't come in over here. Which is, again, his unwillingness to admit He's in danger. The homeless guy is what leads to his demise, right? Because he's like, she's never come in here. I've lived here thirty years,
0: and then she comes crashing through the wall, crashes through
1: the Mm -hmm. wall like the fucking Kool Aid man
0: killed the fuck. Oh
1: yeah, (laughs) and then rips his arm off and beats him to death with it. Oh
0: my god, it reminded me of the scene in it where he like waves at him with Georgie's arm. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Um, He, right before that, Justin Long, AJ, is giving this, like, shitty good guy speech of, like, I just want to fix it, and I don't know if I'm a bad person, but I might be... You are. You're You're a bad person. You're a bad person. You are a bad person. Anyway. I I love the scene (sighs) where she beats him with his own arm. (laughs) Hilarious.
0: So... They find this, like, what, like, light tower? They're already
1: in that. That's what they're inside
0: okay, of. Okay, that's what they're inside of. Yes, and then they run out, and they start running up the
1: stairs, this spiral staircase on the outside, and she's struggling, and she's like, wait for me, and he says, come
0: on! I know, when she's limping up the stairs, because he shot her. Yes, because he shot her. <laughs> oh my god. He and drops it, the fucking gun. Yeah, it just, like, it,
1: uh, okay, I'll talk about this part in a minute, but yes, so, They get all the way up to the top, he's still got the gun, and then he drops it off the side, and she's like, what the fuck, you dropped it, because the mother's running up up after them, and he's like, well, one of us has to survive, and I need to, I need a distraction for her. And then he says, mother, come get your baby.
0: And then he fucking yeets her off the side. He tosses Tess off the tower. Fucking tosses. Just yeets her off the
1: side, and the mother, like, jumps after her and, like, breaks her fall.
0: Yeah. Which,
1: like, that's kind of sweet. It was. And that's why the mother, like, is a sympathetic character. She really is. She is one of the victims in this movie, not one of the villains, really. Truly. Um, and so she, they they both end up living through this fall somehow because, I it's just a trope in horror movies for like inbreds to have like superhuman strength.
0: Yeah. And Justin Long was like I had no choice. Oh my he's God. A piece of fucking shit. Cuz he realizes Tess you couldn't have like Tess tripped the mom and like kicked her off or yeah. something. You had no choice. He is the fucking worst. He is like the absolute fucking worst. So,
1: um he's like kind of helping Tess not really. He's like we got to get out of here. And then the mother fucking comes up and eats his little ass out of the air, <laughs> and gouges his fucking eyes out. We see so much eye juice. Oh
0: my out. god, it was brutal. It was
1: brutal. I loved it. And then she fucking breaks his skull apart. Oh, which Justin Long is a tiny man. He is not much taller than Jess, but wow, it just crushes it was insane like breaking up a coconut it's oof it was fucking crazy it just shows
0: like her strength though yes like it was just like she just you like you fucking yeeted off a water tower yes and now
1: and like him proving how terrible he was in that last moment with him like throwing her off like The two of, these two characters, these two very, very, very different, like, basically opposite characters, go through the exact same horror movie. They go through the same trauma, and it's, and the way that they react to it, it's like, and I think the director even said, it's almost like a moral test, like a morality test between the two of them. Um, he fails that test. She passed. He does not pass this test.
0: She goes back for every single person. She wants to make sure... Everybody's okay. And she even has sympathy for the mother in those she final does. moments. She
1: truly does. Because the mother comes over and she's, like, trying to kind of help her up. But she obviously wants to take her back to the house.
0: Ba-ba. And ba ba That's all she can yeah, say. Yeah, that's all she can say.
1: And, Ba-ba. um, it's her baby, you know? Yeah. And Tess is like, I can't go back there. I can't. And
0: Probably she, the only person that survived that long yeah. because...
1: She was, she let her baby her. Yeah. And so she she probably, she sympathized with this creature, this poor creature that's barely human anymore. Yeah. And
0: so you, you have to imagine that that creature formed some sort of loyalty towards her, you know? Yeah,
1: And she frees them both. That's exactly what she does. It's the only way to free them both. She shoots her in the head. And as soon as it happens, this, the song Be My Baby starts and it just smashes to credits. And then it, like, the credits are intercut with her, like, getting, like, standing up and walking, like, walking down the street away. And it's literally just this very ups- upbeat, like, be my, be my baby. Be
0: my little baby. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, my God.
1: So good. So I know a lot of people have said, like, the final girl trope, like, can feel kind of Forced. forced, exactly, in some situations. And for me, like, I really think it is important that the mother character, because she is such a sympathetic character, yes, she is the, quote, monster, the, like, creature monster of the movie. But and she, yet died she in, like, a
0: respectful kind of way.
1: By a woman. I think it was important that it was by a woman's hand. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it's just this, it's almost... It's almost similar to Gordy and Jean Jacket in the sense that, like, this thing doesn't know any better. Yeah. It's it's animalistic at this point. It doesn't... It's almost immoral. Right. Like, doesn't have morality. But, yeah. Wow. It it was a fucking wild ride. I loved it. was.
0: Oh! Well, now that we're done talking about the movie, we should talk about what happened at the theater.
1: Yes! Oh, my God. I forgot about this. Yes. So, (sighs) when we went to go see this at an AMC... Um, through the whole previews, there was this group of like four or five girls
0: that were um just fucking talking, talking so loud on their phones, taking flash pictures, yes, giggling, throwing popcorn at each other, yes.
1: And there were there was this couple that was sitting a couple seats down from us, right next to them. Right before the movie started, the guy was like, "Can you please shut the fuck up? Like, shut up to those girls." And they kept on at it, and it was about I don't know fifteen minutes into the movie, if even, if even, and security and the people came in and they were like, "You need to leave." And they well, got...
0: he that guy even said like, "Seriously, you need to shut the fuck up, or I'm gonna get, I'm gonna shut you the fuck up." Yeah, like they were, he was, yeah, he, he was a big dude too. Oh, I would not, have, I would have shut the fuck up. I would oh, have left.
1: I would have shut up so fast. I would have never acted like that, right? But yeah, so they uh, they ended up getting kicked out, and we could hear them yelling in the in the hallway, like making a scene. Like, yeah, I don't even really remember what happened. Like if first, you like, like if you want to act like that, that's fine, but like do it at home. And the theater was pretty full. Like they
0: were, yeah, they were ruining everyone's. Well, time. it was a
1: Saturday night. It was a Saturday eight o'clock showing. That is like got to be one of the prime times. Like, oh, I was. I was glad that they got kicked out. Very glad. So that was just an interesting experience.
0: Yeah. I had my my little uh, sweet tart rope things. Yes. And my Coke. And I was like, okay, bye.
1: Yeah. Oh, security <laughs> came up. I was like, oh, what are you doing? And then I realized it was for them. And I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. I haven't done anything. I was like, fuck.
0: <laughs> what
1: do you want from me?
0: Sir, I can't really afford to get in any trouble right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so Future for Deepers. um, We are going to be recording an episode with our very good friend Zach soon. Um, We're going to be covering The Taking of Deborah Logan. I believe it's on Shudder right now, so you guys can go watch that in preparation. That should be out next week. Uh, It is going to be such a funny episode. Uh, Zach is like the funniest. (laughs) He's literally the funniest person I know.
0: It's going to be just a fucking mess.
1: It's going to be an absolute disaster. Please come along for this ride that is going to be amazing. Jess and I, neither of us have seen Taking of Deborah Logan. So we're all going to watch it together first. But it is his favorite favorite movie, and he has great taste typically, so. Typically. He, I, <laughs> I will tell you, he said he re-reviewed Orphan First Kill. He watched it again, and he likes it. He says, damn it, I liked
0: it. Good. Love yes. you, Zach. Love you. You're you're off my shit
1: list. <laughs> so, please look out for that, um, and then also, I think we're gonna have a bonus episode out on Sunday after this comes out. Ooh. Where we
0: play a little game. What kind of game? We play Fuck, Mary Killed by Oh my god guys it's we are going to have so much fun. Yes. You have to you have to listen.
1: And we'll have another little bonus episode out later in October. We just want to get a lot of stuff out for you guys during spook Yeah. Um but yeah and we're also we're going to cover Halloween and or Halloween ends. Yes. Oh my god. In a few weeks it's going to come a Halloween out. Horn. Yeah. So we got lots of good stuff and works and uh but yeah other than that please go see all the new movies coming out and Watch Taking of Deborah Logan in advance. I've heard it's a masterpiece.
0: I'm so excited. So excited. Well, we all love right. you all. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Stay, Stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye. Where did you get those eyes? Where did you
1: get those eyes?